Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. This week, we have a change of plans. We're going to talk about one episode from the Pokemon anime, and of course, whatever else pops into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. One episode? I thought we were doing four episodes. Oh, Lord. Could you imagine how long that would be? I think with some of these upcoming episodes, we're going to have to like make them like five-minute segments, but let's go on. Okay, okay. Speaking of five-minute segments, our other co-host is here, Alex. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing okay. I'm kind of hoping that my microphone isn't like screwing up because I'm watching the little dial and it's like going up and down even when I'm not talking, so... Have fun, Austin, editing. <laughs> people don't come to this podcast for good audio. No, it's... Uh... If people who like to struggle to listen, that's what they come here for. Yeah, I was listening to an episode last night, and I talk way too fast. I don't understand how a single person understands a word I'm saying. Enunciation. And I know. Don't disagree too fast, though. Can, <laughs> can you read fast? Like, if I give you a book? Yes. Okay. Um, I can read fast, but if it's something I really like, I prefer to, like, go slow and really think about it okay but it depends it depends do you find yourself like rereading lines a lot in books sometimes okay hmm. that might w- be something. are you like psychoanalyzing me now well i'm just saying if like reading fast talking fast having to go back and reread to capture the meaning i'm just Gotta i'm just trying fast. to help you out yeah okay you are in blue today austin you're very sonic-esque channeling your inner sonic there you're too slow oh god and do I see a ring, Austin? Yes, I got engaged to Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jim Carrey, but that's all right. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> I'm obsessed with Jim Carrey considering Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2 to be the last thing he's ever going to do in his film career. That's such an interesting fact about the world. Gotta go out with a bang. Well, he's got a third one coming, too, so... No, Eggman dies at the end of two. Oh my oh, spoilers. god, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, Sonic cuts his head off. I haven't seen that movie, excuse me. And then he sh- he shits down Eggman's throat. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that, was, that was the director's cut, Austin? Is that what you saw? That was the Zack Snyder version. <laughs> I had the exact same thought in my head. That is crazy. Bring back Sally Acorn. She's in legal limbo. Damn it. I know we talk about this all the time, but, like, I always bring up being a small child, going grocery shopping, and, like, sitting on the floor of the comic book section of the grocery store and reading the Archie comics, the Sonic um, serials, and having the Sally Acorn, I don't know, nostalgia, but I don't know. Apparently, there's, like, a whole legal thing, so. Jacob, did you read the Archie Sonic comics on the floor of the grocery store like Alex and I did? Y'all talk about a lot of stuff that I didn't do. Come on, so. Jacob. Get on our level. <laughs> I think it's because you played sports, and so you, like, <laughs> had shit to do, and Alex and I didn't. <laughs> that was actually... We were on the same page today, Austin, because that popped in my head, because when Alex was talking about doing that, I was like, yeah, I never did that. Then I was like, I was probably on a field somewhere in the grass. Yeah, Jacob a was a normal child, and we were, like, 
those weird ass kids sitting on the floor of a, a cold tile floor in a superstore. Okay, but other kids do that too. I've never seen a kid now do that. I'm the abnormal one for sure because I was like all the time playing ball. Like that's the reason why y'all talk about video games I'd never played before. Because like even in summers, it would be school got out. The next that following Monday, I was in a baseball tournament all the way until about July like 30th. So I really had like a week of summer where I just didn't do anything. And that was typically it. Like even on weekends, I was gone to go play ball somewhere. I don't think that's normal for a lot of kids. I'll say this, though. This is just when, like, mom takes you to the grocery store on, like, a summer Tuesday morning. But I guess you were busy at sports. Yeah, I was sporting. That's what I was doing. I didn't have time to learn how to read and do all that stuff. I was, mm. had to pick up a stick and try to hit a ball with it or put on pads and try to hit someone. Well, at least you don't talk too fast like some people. You'd be great That's at sports, right, talking fast, communication. It's a big part of it. I could be a coach. You'd be coach. There you go. Get the voice Yell for people. it. Yeah. Be awesome. Pour Gatorade on people. I could do that. Oh, no. You get the Gatorade poured on you. That's right. That's right. That's a good thing, too. That means you won. So there yep. you go. With the Gatorade on you. All right. Let's uh, let's transition here. Austin, what are you? Uh, what have you been doing this past week? Um. Well, yesterday I went to your house. You did. I did. Why don't you tell us about that, Jacob? Uh, we had some people over, including you two, and... We have a tradition within our friend group. We call it like Kirby Day, but it's really just an excuse to hang out. And it's never the same day. I don't think it's ever been <laughs> no. like the, the same day. We just kind of, like I said, use an excuse to hang out. And we hung out, talk, ate some ate some za, drank some Coke, played Kirby's Dream Buffet, which is like the hot topic game for all of us right now. We enjoyed it, right? It was fun. Do we like Kirby's yeah. Dream Buffet? It was cute. I liked it. Alex, you said you wanted to buy it. I did, but I don't know. I don't have, like, a Nintendo subscription, an online subscription. Do I want to spend, like, $15? I don't know. I have to consider it. Or can I just mooch off of you guys and use yours when I'm over at y'all's house? Do that one. Do that one. Uh, But the online's not worth it for this. It doesn't really work. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just Uh in a general sense of, like, the online you know, just having it, but I'm assuming you don't need it for the Kirby game. Still $15. Eh. It's a little steep. I'm assuming that there's going to be more added to it. I'm like, I think DLC will probably come or they add more courses and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think you're better off just saving $15 and just still in Austin's whenever you get a chance to. It's more fun with more people anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's a two player. That's what sucks about it too, though, because it's only two people at a time. Like if you could do four. Yeah. That was weird. Weird decision. Yeah. Every racer kind of like that. You're able to put four players all at once and you just go at it. This is like you have to have two switches. It, it, it's frustrating. Kirby does not obey human law or logic. Apparently not. It's a really mixed bag game. Like if it was $5 all the way, all the way, 15 For $15, heck, I get multiple Final Fantasy games. And I have. You have. You've been playing Final Fantasy? Oh, no, absolutely not. But I did buy them. You'll play them eventually. They were on sale. You're still on that kick to get every Final Fantasy game? Are you through with that? I've been on that kick for like 20 years. It's not going to happen. What did you buy? Which ones? Oh, just 7, 8, 9. Ooh, 7, 8, 9. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Which one's the best? I couldn't tell you which one's the best. I've only played like five and a half. Is that one of them? Is there one five and a half? 
I'm sure there is. It was a Japanese only <laughs> downloadable game for the Razor, the Motorola Razor, and you had to. <laughs> Snake was a part of it. It was great. Goodness. Uh, Austin, anything else this week besides just coming over? Nope. No? No? Oh, okay. Uh, Alex, what about you? What did I do? So aside from going over and visiting with you guys yesterday, what have I done? Really nothing. Nothing of interest. Gosh, time is a blur. It is a blur. And you know what the problem is? We talked about a lot of stuff yesterday. So we got to stop me. <laughs> we need to stop having group conversations before the podcast. I know. We run out <laughs> of We're material. no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> no we had some x-rated conversations before recording this episode and you are welcome for that because it was all me well yeah somehow we're always on the topic of like excrement i don't know why oh because of the dog shitting itself. oh that's right <laughs> yeah. hope you feel better soon pancake yes get better soon please um <laughs> please <laughs> but no i can't i can't think of anything of interest that i did Okay, moving forward. Yeah. All right, all right, let's move on. Uh, I Shit, finished sorry. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I finished Game of Thrones this week. Hey, like the, the yeah. original series or the new prequel thing? I haven't. I don't have HBO Max, so I got. So a, okay. this is the original. The D, I got the DVD complete. Thing. Was the final season as massive a disappointment as everyone has been saying? It like I've already seen it before. The second time rewatching it, I think it almost was a little bit better. Because I can kind of see some of the <laughs> some of the points. The only issue I have is people go places really fast because they're trying to speed up the story. If you remember when Robert went to Winterfell or yeah Winterfell, it was like six months for him to get there in the first scene. And this season, Jamie gets there in a day. Like it literally shows him riding towards the sunset, and then the next episode he's there. Well, it is a medieval fantasy, so fast traveling is a you know (laughs) yeah that's what i guess they have to use and then they go like from one end of the country to the other end in like two days like people are just moving that was the probably the worst part of it for me was people just getting places way too fast and i get that they were trying to finish it up so they can do star wars the people which they never did by the way they rushed through the ending for a stupid thing that never even happened shame on you writers not writers showrunners yeah, that was just it was just rushed is the main problem with it. Like her going crazy, spoilers, Daenerys going crazy is kind of foreshadowed a lot throughout the series. Like the dragon not getting hit by any of the spears makes sense because as long as she's controlling the dragon, it's never been hit. That kind of makes sense. Her burning King's Landing makes sense. I mean, it's like it's just fast. It just happens too fast. There's, you, all this build up for them to just kind of like, well, it's over. I remember a social media post when the last season was era airing saying, well, now American audiences understand the um, sensation of the anime catching up to the manga. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're forced into doing something that it's a hit or miss because there's no source material to pull from. Yeah, that's very true. This is, yeah, he's probably going to rewrite it now. He's never going to finish that series. Everyone knows it. Absolutely not. He will never finish there's like okay, so he's still writing Winds of Winter, and then there's another entire book after that, A Dream of Spring or something, right? It'll never be done. And he said that he doesn't want any ghostwriters writing after he if he dies. It's just over. Yeah, right? it's over. It's, yeah. Okay. Make up your own ending and just be satisfied with it. Well, they did. There you go. Nobody was satisfied. Yeah, with they it made with it the... up and it was yeah. shit. Yeah, there you go. Well, at least that journey is over for you now. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. And I know I said last week I was going to watch a Disney movie, but I didn't. I just didn't have time. What was it going to be? I want to know. I was going to watch a Goofy movie. Oh, that's oh, such okay. a good movie. That was it a great one. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't? Nope. Why do you say that? Because I just watched it a few months ago. Why, why do you say that? Oh, God. I'm going to get hate. It's a, it's a touching bonding story between a dad and his son. How can you hate that movie? Okay, I'll I'll save my opinions to myself. No, no, you've got to share with the the class. It was lacking in content. It felt more like a TV movie than a theatrical movie. Okay. Well, I mean that. Okay, that's true. But it was a good movie. It's got Polly Shore in it, Austin. It does have Polly Shore in it. Who plays Powerline or whatever? I don't know, but like that song from that movie was his best song. I looked this up not too long ago too. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Is it Quentin something? I have no idea. Got a couple platinum records, probably. All I can remember about that movie is when they go to, like, that country museum or something. Oh, the possums? Yeah. I hated that part. Why? I hated that whole part. It made me feel so bad for Goofy. Like, he was really trying to, like, bond with his son. And he was like, this is stupid, Dad. And I don't know. It just, like, cut me right in the heart because I'm like, oh. I was on Max's side that whole part. Why? Because you're like, okay. I was like, this is stupid. Why are we in this sequence? Let's move on. Okay, can I be, like, depressing for one second? Okay. Okay, so I've never shared this on the podcast, but my dad passed away a long time ago. Did you guys used to watch a Goofy movie? I'm sure I I watched it with him, but I don't know. Every time I think about that movie, I just think about my dad, and I'm like, even if it's stupid to spend time with your parents, take don't take it for granted, because they could be gone, and you might miss doing stupid shit with them like that. Sorry, that's just my my real sad talk for the day. Don't apologize. Obviously, if you have a good relationship with your parents, it's a different story. You know, family is who you choose it to be, of course. But in my case, it just makes me nostalgic for that. That's all. For the record, the voice of Powerline was Tevin Campbell. Who? Tevin, not Quentin. What the hell did I get Quentin from? I like Quentin how you're from? like, Tevin. Yeah, my good buddy Tevin. I don't know about Tevin. What else has Tevin Campbell been in? Apparently, he was in an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, okay. Oh, Queen Sugar. That's a current show. Uh, Austin, what you said about it not holding up kind of scares me now to watch it. Kind of what we talked about yesterday, about, like, nostalgia is a good thing sometimes, but I don't want to, like, rewatch something and then wind up hating it after I enjoyed it. So I'm going to have deep thoughts if I'm going to venture into a goofy movie now. Sorry, I've, like, ruined, I've, like, ruined your perspective. Yeah. I've, like, planted the seed. Gosh, it's contagious, Austin, when you talk about nostalgia and how bad it is. I never once said nostalgia is bad. I said toxic nostalgia is bad. Yeah, because you're talking about remembering only the good parts of something. But in reality, there was probably bad aspects of it, too, that you're conveniently blocking out. Mm-hmm. Like childbirth. Yeah, like childbirth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they call it uh, rose-colored lenses yes. is what you do. And uh, you know what roses are? Roses are a plant, and plants oh produce true oranges. <laughs> so we're going to move on here to the Pokemon episode this week. That was a stretch, I know, but oranges come from a bush or trees. 
A bush? They grow you. on a bush? Well, kumquats do, right? You guys okay, have kumquats can I, before? Can I share a, a really embarrassing thing? Please do. Okay. For a long, long time, I thought pineapples grew on trees. I think every, everyone thinks that at some point. But they oh don't. My. I, I can't believe you said that, I Alex. I can't believe it either that I admitted. When I was, that. I got a, I got a story, pineapple story here, oh real quick. I'm not trying to venture us off, but this is pretty funny. I worked with a guy lifeguarding one time. Is this the same guy you mentioned yesterday? No, no, this isn't the same guy. This is another guy. Okay. <laughs> he was kind of new to the area, and every day one of our coworkers would bring a pineapple to work, and we were like, "He's like, where do you keep getting this from?" And we convinced him that they grew in the sand dunes on the beach. That like they were like potatoes, like you planted them in there and they grew in the sand dunes. And to validate this, we went to a local grocery store and bought pineapples and buried them in the sand dunes oh, and gosh. sent him <laughs> oh my God. back to Commitment go get them. the bit, okay. And he comes back with three pineapples and to this day thinks that sand, you see him out there digging sand dunes up, which is illegal, but he wants his pineapples. So what? what? He's digging up pineapples from the sand dunes yep. to this day. And to this day. once like had anyone tell him or like googled it or like just discovered hey like this sand dune doesn't have pineapples in it i think this anecdote has a touch of hyperbole in it yeah you never can tell with jacob no probably not to this day but he definitely would go looking for them especially after he found some so that's a funny legend say he's still out there (laughs) he's still out there now yeah he's got an instagram we are still out in the orange island so let's transition with that okay sounds good beach beaches are Islands, you know, there you go. Lifeguards beaches are, are islands. There you go. <laughs> Every beach is an island. <laughs> I didn't sleep much last night. Can I get a break, please? All right. For this episode, uh, I have the 30-second summary challenge. <laughs> oh, don't close your tabs too early, people. Uh, Austin, you have the uh, summary, and Alex, you're just going to be I'm backseat just along driver. I'm ride. Cool. Damn. Yeah. I did such a bad taking notes. Okay. Oh, but I can, okay. I can switch with you if you want. You can help me. You can be my assistant. Sure. Because I talk too fast, so I need help. All right, uh, geez almighty. This was a great episode, you guys. I had such fun watching this episode. Maybe one of my favorites of the Orange Islands. Three, two, all right. one, <laughs> go. All right, we're out in the ocean, and then all of a sudden a submarine comes up. And in the submarine is a guy named Quincy T. Quacken Poker. And he, we're going to Ryan Island with him to look at Magikarp. And then we go there, and we just kind of study Magikarp. And then all of a sudden Team Rocket shows up to steal the magic carp to get them to evolve into Gyarados. Uh, the twerps stop them from capturing all the magic carp. Uh, one of the magic carp that they're studying evolves and then blasts Team Rocket off to oblivion. Time. Boom. There you go. All right. Wonderful. Thanks, Jacob. Episode done. Well, now that we've summarized the episode, let's summarize it a second time. Okay. So, <laughs> this is a deeper dive, like a submarine. Okay, the deep dive. We're going to do a deep dive on this children's television show that aired 20 years ago. Let's go. That's why we're here. Okay. Alex, you really enjoyed this episode. I did. Okay. This episode, every single line that the character said <laughs> was a quote. Every single one. He, this was... Okay. That is part of the reason why I love this episode so much is because the side character was A, entertaining, B, extremely quotable, and C... For something like innocuous, like, oh, a Magikarp episode, I thought it was actually, like, decent. I mean, it doesn't seem like there would be a lot of substance, but the character made it, like, 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. How familiar are we with Marx Brothers? Not very. I'm not at all. 
Not at all. Marx Brothers. Harpo, Chico, Groucho. Oh, God. There's more, but I don't know. Apparently, this character, Dr. Quack and Poker, (laughs) is Groucho. Yes. So, I don't know anything about Marx Brothers. I don't know any of the movies, any of the skits or the quotes or anything, or the characters. So, every single thing was lost on me. And I'm assuming lost on you guys as well. Um, yes. There was one that's like a direct almost the word pajamas. Word. yeah that was from yeah, that one i i caught that yeah. one the rest of it if there was other nuances or references i can't say i'm familiar with it enough to know mm-hmm. but it makes me want to go back and watch some old marx brothers movies <laughs> so i of course tried to do that oh of course you did of course you they did. were all behind paywalls they were all like 15 dollars i'm like i'm not paying 15 dollars for these old ass movies no way they're from like the 30s really are okay. they a comedy group is this like three stooges yes okay oh is this who's I'll on go, first I don't, even, I don't know enough about the marx brothers to speak of them okay go on is this the who's on first people no 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 that's not them all right we're going to do a marx brothers research because we are so smart and knowledgeable the who's on first is Abbott and Costello, by the Abbott way. Abbott and Costello, that's right. I need. We should have done more research on the Marx Brothers. Yeah, I just didn't have time. I've I've seen the curly blonde guy before. Harpo. Harpo. Yes. I didn't. There, who's Zeppo and Gummo? I didn't even heard of them. They're the other brothers. I didn't know there was five of them. I only got four. They were all really brothers, by the way. Okay, hmm. here's a quick thing from Wikipedia. They were, for anybody who's not familiar with the Marx Brothers, they were a comedy act successful in vaudeville on Broadway and in motion pictures from 1905 to 1949. Okay, so this is like a major, huge American pop culture touchstone that everyone in the world is aware of, and we're completely clueless. So just keep that in mind as we go through this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're bad reviewers. <laughs> sorry. Usually our podcast is really good at kind of like, you know, talking about this promotional device of the pokemon anime within a larger context of like a pop culture landscape but on this one it's just completely lost on me i'm sorry yeah all right let's get into the episode we're swimming along um lapras apparently moves through the water without using her fins to propel herself forward that was interesting she just kind of floats there Tracy is analyzing some salt water. Is this anyone's quote? Um, no, but, well, I'll save it. Okay. He's getting some salt water, and Missy's like, are you going to drink that salt water? And Tracy's like, no. And Missy's like, god damn it, I wanted you to die. <laughs> I wanted you to dehydrate yourself. <laughs> I That's the read I got on that. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of sick of Tracy, which, who could blame her? Let's be real. This leads absolutely nowhere, by the way. I don't think the salt water ever returns. No. It just kind of happens. I thought that was going to be some sort of talking point later, but it wasn't. I thought he was going to find, like, Magikarp samples or something. Ew, like what's eggs a Magikarp or something. sample? I don't know. Magikarp cum? I don't oh, know. Oh, God. Okay. They're going along, and, they f- and the giant submarine comes up from nowhere. It's Groucho Marx, apparently, which none of us would have recognized him, but that's who it is. Yep. I was wondering why they picked Mark's brother and not, like, Jacques Cousteau. Uh, is that also somebody that we're supposed to be aware of? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that guy sounds, that sounds French. Is this a French? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Have y'all ever seen The Life Aquatic? No. 
Okay. Oh my God. We are the dumbest people on earth. <laughs> no. Why is this here though? I mean, it's Look, not our you fault that this is randomly chosen on a Japanese anime. Jacob's right. That shows how pervasive it is that in a Japanese children's cartoon, they were like, we're going to have this in it because it's so well known. Everyone will know it. It was all an accident. Can I make a point in our defense? Okay. We, okay. We, we do a podcast. Yes. Should we probably have done our due diligence and looked up some quick facts to talk about the Marx Brothers. Sure. Would that have been a more entertaining podcast? Probably. But we can't know. (laughs) We can't know every aspect of pop culture and film and art. I mean, we just can't. Our, sorry. This is a bad episode for us. It's all my <laughs> fault. I'm, I'm dwelling on this. We love you guys. <laughs> I am dwelling on this. Leave a five-star review. You're bringing more attention to it the more you talk about it. That's because I'm insecure Jesus. about it. And so I'm like, everyone pay attention to me. <laughs> Make the situation worse, Austin. Oh, God. Okay. Yes. He's Groucho Marx. His mustache is growing out of his nose holes. Yes. Okay. Okay. He's not Jacques Cousteau, who was a very famous, like, marine biologist guy who like made all these documentaries and stuff and he had a very um signature look to him and he was like uh, like an adventurer kind of figure but that's not the reference we're going for so i'll stop referencing him we f- follow groucho to rind island and he sees these children and he's like ah oh, yes my little assistants for the day <laughs> again every every single thing he said was quotable yes it was after a while i stopped writing down all the things he said because like this is just going to take too long i can't do it so you know the twerps go along with him because that's what they do eventually we come to learn that this is quincy t Quackenpoker, who is a famous pokemon watcher which there was some confusion over whether Tracy recognized him or not, but eventually he seems to. That was such bullshit. What is Tracy? Is he a Poke Watcher? He too? is a Pokemon Watcher. He does nothing that this guy does, really, right? He just no. sketches. This man is doing actual scientific research. Yes. Yeah, so Tracy's playing pretend. He's a poser, is what he is. He has like his pervy little zoomy glasses, binoculars. And he has this little sketchbook, and that's all he ever does. Occasionally, he gets a bottle of salt water for Pokemon research purposes, and then, I don't know, throws the bottle away. Maybe that's why they had that scene in there, because it was like, oh, Poke Watchers do do research. That way, when we get this guy, we can see like the extent of their research. That way, Just to show how Tracy's playing pretend. Was Tracy going to pull out, like, his chemistry set and do some research on the salt water on Lapras's back? No, that's what I'm saying. That's why he's playing pretend. Like, he literally just picks it up and goes, oh. research. Oh, he's like a little kid. Yeah, and then okay. you get the real guy coming in. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm torn on this because on the one hand, I'm like, okay, Tracy's like an 11-year-old kid. And this guy has been doing Pokemon watching for 50 years. So he has, like, expensive equipment and, like, a submarine and all this stuff. But then... Would it have been so hard for the writers and animators to have, like, had Tracy taken samples from other areas so that it kind of, like, made sense? Like, oh, on this island, he took a soil sample. Or, like, on this island, he collected some leaves or something. And then, oh, and over here, he's got his ocean sample. Like, to do different stuff with? Like, that would make more sense. But no, this is the first time he's collected something like that. Yeah, data. Is yeah, it, data. Yeah. Well, you see, that would require us to remember that Tracy exists in other episodes, right. which he does not, hardly. Facts. 
I think we're getting a lot of good mileage out of Tracy. I'm going to miss him when he's gone. And his headband. Also, we should probably keep in mind, Tracy stops being a Pokemon watcher very soon. So... It wasn't his true calling, I guess. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go do some science. We are watching all the Magikarps come into the, to Rind Island, because this is the birthplace of the Magikarp. Right. You know, it's obviously based on the salmon returning to their home birthplace. This is where all Magikarp are born. Is that what we're hypothesizing here? Or th- his hypothesis is? Or is this just like a Orange Island breeding ground? I'm going to assume it's like all the Magikarp of like this area. Maybe like all the Magikarp and like Kanto, Johto, Hoenn or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Come here. But probably not every Magikarp in the entire world. And it's illegal to eat them. I guess here, because, you know, well, because we know, see, like, in the last region, they were catching them and offering them to eat to people. But they're all skin and bones. Just scaly. Ugh. They have no meat on them. Quack and Poker is doing some actual research where he does that thing where you um, assign different color codes to little um, bands that he ties to their fins based on year that he previously saw them on this island. Uh, we get some exposition on what he does and he knows all about all kinds of pokemon he knows that you touch a togepi on the little front spike and togepi really likes it but he really really enjoys magikarp because i he just finds them so relatable i know someone from the anime production team agrees because this is our seven thousandth magikarp episode in the last year (laughs) they're just trying to prove that they're not useless someone loves magikarp magikarp merchandise must have sold really well it's probably the person who Yeah, but it's probably the person who made Magikarp Jump game. I tried to play that, and I was like, this is, uh, this is not for me. It was cute. I know it's a novelty. I mean... Did y'all download Pokemon Smile? Because I did. I downloaded Magikarp Jump. I did Magikarp Jump, but that's it. You still can't play Pokemon Go, can you, Jacob? No, uh, uh, you have to have a certain update on your phone, so... So we start um, going through Tracy's sketchbook, because Quack and Poker could tell that Tracy was the Pokemon Watcher. Because if you're a Pokemon watcher, that also means you're a good people watcher. Which, as we know from Tracy, is very true. Oh my god. He loves watching women in the shower. Oh god, yeah. But they, oh, I take it back. They have to be like Olympic athletes who are throwing bears off of children. And then he'll watch them in the shower. Mm-hmm. And measure them in the shower, too. I got a good laugh because I swear we saw the pink Rhyhorn in that sketchbook. Yeah, it was the pink Rhyhorn, but it's all in pencil drawing so you can't tell it's true he's sitting there pointing he's like look i got a pink rhyhorn and the guy's like oh that's great he should have torn him down more (laughs) i wish meanwhile team rocket wants to get the magikarps because they want an army of gyarados to lay waste to the landscape sure this is where i completely lose interest in the episode to be honest because it's another team rocket attacks episode they show up in their Magikarp sub, and they get all the Magikarp, and then the sub wastes too much, so they gotta let the Magikarps go. All while Quacking Poker slash Groucho is spouting out some one-liners. And all the Magikarp evolve into Gyarados, because that's what Magikarp do at level 20. And uh, some crazy music plays, which I swear I can recognize it from some other episode, or like the birth of Mewtwo CD drama or something. I recognize it from something. Oh, I didn't pay attention. I don't know. I need to do my research on that because it was really cool music. All the Magikarp evolve and I guess they blast off Team Rocket into oblivion. And now the really interesting thing happens 
when now that the Magikarp have evolved into Gyarados, or at least a large percentage of them have, they go back to the ocean to disperse. And so Quackenpoker is like, here, Tracy, I have these clickers, <laughs> and we're going to follow the Gyarados, and we're going to click for every one of the, each color we see, which I had several logistical problems with. Yeah, how could you not easily miscount doing that? I know that's a real technique, but it seemed like you need to have like a stationary point to watch them go past because mm-hmm. they were running with the Gyarados. And like, this isn't going to work out no. well. The Gyarados aren't going to just all stay in the same order. They're going to be going back and forth. If you're running along with them, you could easily fall out. Of, you're supposed to be seeing the entire group, not one segment you're running along with downriver. I was confused as to how little the color band stayed on the Gyarados when they evolved because I didn't even see where it was on the Gyarados. They didn't draw them on the Gyarados, I don't think, because their tails were underwater. Right. So I don't know what they were counting with those clickers. He's just making up data for a... He's trying to get some money. So he's just making up research, you know. Yeah. So it didn't make any sense. Also, what was Quacking Poker's plan if he didn't have someone else to hold two clickers? Quack and Poker himself is <laughs> double fisting clickers, meaning there's a total of four clickers, but only three band colors. I, this very much bothered me, you guys. Well, you're wow. picking them. You're picking them apart. That's good. You need to point out. I know. I'm like this research. whole. This is bad science. At this point, I'm wondering: Is Quack and Poker actually a quack, and he's not a great zoologist? Okay, wait, wait, guy? wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he just got a lot of money. He's playing pretend too. Didn't Quack and Poker tell Tracy to count the red bands and the blue bands, or something? Yeah, some combination. Yeah, so he was doing... So, was, like you said, there's three colors. He was doing two of the... Which kind of seems unfair, because, like, I feel like he's giving this amateur kid... He's like, okay, you do two out of the three colors. Instead right. of him doing, like, red and yellow or whatever. He's like, okay, Tracy, do red and blue, and I'll do yellow or something. But he had two clickers. Yeah, so what was he... Cl- <laughs> He was he was getting the ones that Tracy missed. Yeah, that's, what it was that's He was probably, backing up Tracy. Yeah, well, how could he possibly know what Tracy is counting and what he's not as they're running through the woods? He's trying to make Tracy feel important, okay? He's like, here's an 11-year-old kid who's not a very good Poke Watcher. He draws Pokemon not the color that they are. So we're just going to make mean, him feel kind of important. He doesn't even draw them any color. Exactly. He just draws outlines. It's useless data. So he's trying to, you know... I completely forgot that there was that one part. He So he did kind of drag him a little bit because, like... There was that one part where they're sitting there and Tracy's like, Dr. Quackenpoker, you know, he's trying to be like, look at this cool thing I'm doing here. And he's like, I have a theory about why the Magikarp returned to the island. And Dr. Quackenpoker's like, nah, son, that's not why. It was a theory that they jump out of the water to see the sun. Oh, right. The directional, positional, Mm -hmm. you know, the sun. And that's how they navigate back to the island. He's like, that shit, that's bullshit. That's not why they do that. Do animals navigate with the sun? With the moon, I know. I think so. I know turtles do the moon, like at night. Let's do some, I'm sure some animal navigates via the sun. That probably makes sense. I'm going to look this up. Probably a bird. I can imagine a bird doing it. Not like a fish, though. Here's a a section on Wikipedia. It says some animals can navigate using celestial clues, cues such as the position of the sun. Since the sun moves in the go. sky, navigation by this means by this means also requires. Okay, somebody didn't type that right. An internal clock. <laughs> animals that use sun compass orientation are fish, birds, sea turtles, butterflies, bees, sandhoppers, reptiles, and ants. Okay, yeah. So fish. Okay, I take back my sass. Sassafras. 
So, I mean, maybe Tracy's theory was right. But Quack and Poker's direct response is, well, th- this Magikarp doesn't jump. Well, not all of them are physically capable of doing so, but still find their way back to the island. So it can't be just that. It might be part of it, but not just only that. Mm-hmm. Do you think the ones that jump are the ones that evolve? I think the ones that jump are the ones that appear in Magikarp jump. Magikarp jump. There you go. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. They're the ones that get up the waterfall. That would suck to go there and not evolve. It's a Magikarp. Like a wasted trip. Okay, the whole premise of this episode is the salmon breeding cycle, and they specifically say the Magikarp are born on this island. Mm -hmm. Did we just, like, miss the part where all the Gyarados, like, fertilize the eggs? Like... They didn't... Was there something missing here? I think it was implied, but not... That was happening, we just didn't see it. Well, it happened... That's in the... Tracy took that sample, remember, and just poured it in where they all were at, and then it just... Fertilized. That's why I thought that yeah. happened. There you go. <laughs> I thought he was <laughs> Tracy knew what he was doing. Tracy's a father. There you go. Oh god. Oh my god. To a Magikarp child. <laughs> Tracy's just three Magikarp in a oversized T-shirt and, and <laughs> shorts and a headband. That's basically the end of the episode. Um, the Gyarados disperse after their massive fish orgy. I was thinking of that episode of Futurama where they have an episode about the salmon breeding cycle and then the episode's over. What specifically happened in Futurama? Okay, so in Futurama, we're going to recap this one instead. Okay. They're all salmon and they all, you know, go down to the ocean and Fry Salmon meets Leela Salmon and they're going to go mate back at their home area, but turns out they're from different rivers, so they're unable to do so. So she has to mate with Zap Salmon instead. So Fry has to overcome his salmon instincts to go to the other river to mate with Salmon Leela. (laughs) All right. We should have had that episode. Ash Salmon and Misty Salmon. No, no. No, no. Uh, Tracy Salmon. He's up there. Seymour Salmon. Tracy would be Zap, though, for sure. Would he? Well, for this, because the women thing. I mean. I think he'd be Kiff. You think so? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, who would be who would be Zap? It would be Rudy. Danny. Danny. Yeah. Oh, Danny. Yeah, for sure. Danny, that's a good one. Yep. Lord. Okay. All right. Does anyone else have anything to say about Groucho Marx or the Marx Brothers in general? Well, I wish I knew more about it and had come better prepared. Yeah, I learned something today. That's cool. It's always nice. I'm sad we can't have more fun side characters like this instead of you know all the richies of the pokemon world that we get instead yeah uh audience let us know in the comments if you spend your 15 dollars to buy a marx brother movie or 15 dollars to buy kirby's dream buffet let us know and uh you might have to edit this in austin but uh we forgot to call the, the episode title is the wacky watcher i don't know if the we episode said is titled the wacky watcher there you go i don't know if we said that in the beginning or not we, made we did not okay <laughs> all right they all kind of blur together this is all Pokemon, right? There's so many Magikarp episodes. I know. The Magikarp cast. That's what it's turning into. You know, honestly, I thought this episode was going to be like one part wacky science guy and then another part like helping the one Magikarp that like can't get upstream or something. No, you can't interfere with nature. The twerps interfere all the time. I know they do. Yeah, like, I, I swear to God, I hope this isn't somebody's quote, but something like Tracy at the very beginning, Tracy pulls out a map and he's like, Rind Island looks like it's deserted or something. And then Ash is like, well, it won't be when we get there. 
And I'm like, okay, there's the twerps sticking their noses in where they don't belong once again. They do that, yeah, that's a constant. Like on the pink island when all the Pokemon are pink. What's the first thing Tracy does when the animal, or when not ant, when the Pokemon's trying to eat? He runs up to it and disturbs it. There no, you that's go. Ash. That was Ash, remember? Because oh, Ash, Ash is, is like, oh. hi, Pokemon, and then like tries to. It's me, Ash. <laughs> best friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they just, they cause mayhem wherever they go. That's, you a, think that's Ash, the whole point. Yeah, exactly. You think he has any qualms about helping the one Magikarp that can't like get up the waterfall? Groucho wouldn't let him do that. That's true. Although, I mean, an episode of trying to get a Magikarp laid would be a good episode, but sadly not. Mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of all of a sudden? Oh, God. Speaking of nostalgia, did you guys ever watch the movie The Pebble and the Penguin? Mm-mm. Oh, God. No. Okay. Is this a documentary? No. Was that he picks up a rock and tries to make a dam out of it? No. This is... Okay, I'm uh, thinking of something totally different. This is like... The real scientific nature of how penguins present rocks to their mates. Yes, right? I want to say it was a Don Bluth movie. Yeah, okay, it was. It was a Don Bluth movie, nineteen ninety five animated film, and it's about this, you know, dopey penguin who, um, Hubie is his name, Hubie, and he wants to impress the beautiful female penguin, obviously the the main romantic interest, but then there's his rival Drake who's like the evil penguin who wants the girl for himself, of course. And she doesn't like him because he's mean and nasty, of course. And it's just a super cute movie. And I don't know why you're saying, like, we got to help the sad, like, wimpy Magikarp, like, get with the desirable girl Magikarp. Are you sure you're not talking about Happy Feet? No. Yeah. I love Happy Feet. I never cared. You don't like Happy Feet? No, I never cared for that movie. Did you ever see it? Yes, I did. Oh, I liked it. Go out and watch The Pebble and the Penguin. It's so cute. I've never even heard of it. <sighs> You're missing out. Okay, so our recommendation is The Pebble and the Penguin yes. and the entire Marx Brothers filmography. Yes. And any other All Don right. Bluth movie, because those were, those were good. Okay, guys, are we ready to move on to our most viable player, our least viable player, and our quote for the episode? Sure are. are. All right. Let me uh, get the randomizer up here. It's me, followed by Alex, and then Austin. But I think there's plenty... Plenty of oh, quotes, so right? Many. Yeah, if we want to share multiple, we can. I'm just going to do one, but if you want to go out, go all out, then go for it. I'll start off with mine. It's from Quacken Poker, of course. And uh, he sees twerps and he goes, Oh, just what I'm looking for non union labor. Come on, there's no time to organize now. <laughs> that was a good one. A lot of these felt like actual quotes. Yeah. From like famous movies and stuff. Oh, let's contract it out, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely sounded like a... That quote is definitely from one of the movies, for sure. Somewhere. God. My MVP, I'll give it to the Gyarados that blasted Team Rocket off. Because they didn't... They shouldn't have been here. And then... Alright, this may be the first time this has ever been done. I'm going to give the LVP to us for not knowing anything about the Marx oh. Brothers or <laughs> Jacques Cousteau or anything. And, you know, it's it's not our fault, but maybe we should have known better. Yes, Austin? In one of our very first episodes, I gave us the LVP. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> okay. First time this season, right? All right, there, there we go. go. Okay. Austin, are you still keeping track of our LVPs, MVPs like you did before? Maybe. Oh, God. Well, with Orange Island, it's going to be weird because there's so few episodes. So it's like, okay, Ash got two MVPs. Yeah. Misty got three. <laughs> like, it's going to be very low. I 
just I'm just here for the ones that are the funny ones. Like we give not necessarily characters, but like objects in the in the anime or like outside influences or whatever. All right. Um, my quote will also be Quack and Poker. He's giving out scientific equipment to the twerps. He says, "One for you, one for you, one for you, and one for Chew." Wasn't I second? But that's okay. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> No, I'm second now. Aha. Okay, whatever. I don't he care. He just took over. I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> I know. <What? laughs> just took over there. Oh my God. I just went rogue. You guys didn't stop me. So I did. Cares? I let you say the quote without interrupting you. And then I... <laughs> you, got, you didn't stop me. <laughs> See, I talk too fast. No one can keep okay, up. Okay, go for it. I don't care. Go for it. Uh, which is really funny because I don't have an MVP and LVP. Ha, karma. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'll give my LVP to Tracy purely for his saltwater sample sequence. <laughs> he was actually pretty fine other than that, but that was poorly done. I know what they were trying to do with that. It was not good. My MVP will be um, Quack and Poker because he was a riot, even though we're not really talking about him very much. Yeah, he, well, most of the funniest bits are just like quotes. You can't like really say it without saying the quote that goes with it, right? True that. Okay. Can we just go through the rest of his quotes? Because it was really great. Okay. Yeah. Just take all of them. Yeah. I told you to go all out. Okay. I wrote down some other stuff we haven't said yet. So the part where he's explaining the bands on the tails and that he knows Tracy is also a Pokemon watcher. He breaks the fourth wall and he's like, say, now that the plot has come to a screeching halt, why don't I take a look at your sketchbook? Which I really (laughs) appreciated. Then he also throws some shade at Tracy and he's like, I see a great future ahead of you, young man. And Tracy's like, oh, do you really think so? And he's like, well, you certainly don't have a future behind you. Ha. Ha. Oh, that was funny. And then, okay, we have to talk about the one that's the direct, like, line for line from the actual Mark's um, movie, Animal Crackers. I saved that for you. You did? Oh, that was yeah. so nice of you. you cause, even though I wasn't supposed to go f- for you, but okay. Okay, that's all right. We referenced it earlier, so I we have to, one of us has to say it. He says, one morning I woke up and saw Magikarp in my pajamas. How Magikarp got in my pajamas, I'll never know. Which is a... Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a almost one for one for the line, one morning I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I'll never know. Hey. That was funny, I guess, if you've seen the movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a very famous quote. Is it? I've never heard of it before this, like, this now. I've heard, I've actually heard that quote said many times, but never in that movie. It was, like, in cartoons. I've seen it before, where, like, they had a character. References to references it. References to it, yeah. Oh, okay. So, for example, Pokemon. Yeah, They Pokemon. referenced it. <laughs> of course. Last one, uh, I thought was funny, it was he, when he says, After 50 years of watching Pokemon, I still find Magikarp hard to understand. Even harder to understand than my t- income tax return. And I felt that because... I also don't really understand <laughs> when I file my taxes, so. I just kind of keep on cooking next and hope for the best. I guess it's kind of interesting. I guess we could talk about this for a second. Like, they have, they file taxes? income taxes in the Pokemon world? Well, he's got a, you They know, would have to. Yeah. It's like a socialist society. <laughs> well, actually, maybe it's not. It's actually maybe a capitalist hellscape. It kind of depends on episode to episode. The fact that this guy has money with the crappy research he does says a lot. Like with the clicker thing, so who knows? Maybe he sells his data to like museums and stuff, or like publishes yeah. things. I mean, he's a doctor; he has to have a research position. He must be on his um, what do you call it when they go? They take a semester to do a research. Sabbatical, maybe. Is that I don't it? Know. No, it's um practicum. 
Practicum. Thank you. Okay, don't listen to me. I don't know enough about science. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I got the episode title. The Wacky Watcher? No. Um, for our podcast. Oh. You know the movie Practical Magic? Yeah. With Sandra no. Bullock. Okay. Practicum Magikarp. Is, are people going to, like, get that? No, they're not. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Ignoramus. Ignoramus? Because we don't know anything about Marx Brothers. Like, we're Something ignorant. That's not an episode title. It's a word. Can we make a pun out of the word carp somehow? Okay. Um, carp. We usually we have this discussion after the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a short episode. We'll workshop it. Um, okay. MVP and LVP. MVP. I'm going to give it to Ash because he does a really cool, like, hacky sack kick when he, like, calls out Bulbasaur. Oh, and really? he like he's holding a magic harp because he like caught a magic harp when they when Team Rocket was like throwing them out of the magic harp sub, and so he he like reached around to his back pocket and like dropped it and kicked it with his foot. It was really cool. I was like, okay. I completely missed that. I rewound it like five times because so I was like, how did he do that? What are the physics of that? You know, you know, physics don't make sense here. Yeah, I know. World. Misty can carry logs over her shoulders. This is yeah. true. But I thought that was cool. Plus, I knew somebody else was going to take quack and poker, so, you know, improvise. And LVP, I'm going to give it to Misty because she was kind of rude. First for being rude to Tracy about wanting to, like, gain knowledge. And secondly, because she was, like, questioning quack and poker on his name. And she's like, quack and poker? That's a weird name. And I'm like, Misty, you can't just, like, go around insulting people's names. Yeah, Misty's a weird name. Yeah. She had a very Karen from Mean Girls quality in that moment. She did. If you're from Africa, why are you quack and poker? And he, and basically, quack and poker was like, well, I've been a quack and poker my whole life, and everybody on my mother's side's a quack and poker. Tracy's last name is Sketchit, so I don't want to hear it, Misty. What is Misty's last name? She doesn't have one. She's just Misty. I want to know. Ash has a last Bully. name. Ketchum. Misty, uh... Oh, he farted. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Her last name's so bad, farted. guys. We got to finish. Her last name's farted. There you go. Um, oh, my God. It's so bad. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Alex, are you done with yours? Everything good? Yeah. Bully threw off my groove. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, I think he threw off Austin's, too. I'm glad I'm not there. Oh, my God. You guys. Okay. I'm leaving the room. Turn Goodbye. Turn on the fan, for God's sake. Here's what it sounds like when I turn on the fan. I literally don't hear I anything. I don't hear and also, you're putting the microphone directly in front of the fan, so... Well, my audio picked it up, so we're going to hear it later. Wow, that was a great illustration of your point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and I are like, Bye. can't fucking hear anything. Have a good time. Okay. Hold on, hold Next on. week. <laughs> All right. Next week, I'm going to do Austin's part here since he's in incapacitated with the fart particles going around. Farticles, if you will. Particles. Uh, the next episode, speaking of particles, oh, hey. is called the <laughs> Stun Spore Detour. We're going to be talking about that next week. That's going to be a fun time, unlike Austin. All right, no, uh, everyone's good to go, so I'm going to close this out here. We like Austin's to say thank turning you all for purple listening. over there. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send it to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drying Pan. Again, the handle is Out of Drying Pan. And be sure to join us next time as the journey continues. He's gone. He's so gone. Stop it. Stop your recording. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you.